welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hey there, it's Christy Lee here and welcome to episode number 150 of the People Powered Business Podcast. It's great to have you here today. How is 2023 starting out for you? I know many of the people I'm chatting to, it's starting out busy. (laughs) I don't know whether that's the same for you, but uh, it seems to be a lack of easing into things um, so far this year at the time I'm recording this episode. So I hope if you're busy, you're still doing okay. Now we've got some, in fact, lots of new listeners to the podcast. So I thought I'd take a minute to reintroduce myself. If you are new to the podcast and you're wondering who on earth I am, <laughs> my name's Christy Lee Billet. I have been working with small to medium sized businesses on all things human resources and people management for their businesses for 20 years now, feeling a little old. Um, and I love sharing the experiences that I have working with these businesses, what's working, what's not working, what the latest is when it comes to you know, best practice for people management and how you can get the most out of your people for your business. Because for me, the truth is small to medium sized businesses is where it's at. It's where actually most people want to work. They enjoy working in those businesses. And I love nothing more than seeing small businesses succeed. I'm really passionate about it. And the truth is you can't succeed in small business without people, without a team, not just any team, the right team. You can have success, sure, but at what cost? It certainly is going to, at the very least, cost you your nights and weekends and possibly also your sanity. So I love nothing more than seeing small businesses succeed and flourish and really, you know, provide an amazing life for their business owner. Um, And the vehicle to doing that is having the right team. And that's what we chat about each and every week here on the podcast. If you're new to the podcast, but you're loving it, or if you're one of our regular listeners and to you guys, thank you. I truly appreciate you being on this journey for 150 episodes now, right? I would love it if you would take a moment to leave a rating or review over on Apple Podcasts. That tells other people just like you that this is a podcast for them um, and just shares the love. So if you would take a moment to do that, I would truly, truly appreciate it. Now, today on the podcast, I wanted to share with you some tips to running a great team planning session. So this month, January 2023, at the time I'm recording this, inside our people-powered HR community, we are focusing on running team planning sessions. So every month we have a focus and we have actually an action or implementation session where I work with members to, you know, map out their time frame for the se- for the sessions or whatever it is, we have an action taking session. And this month our focus is on how to run great team planning sessions because from first-hand experience within my own businesses and also within the businesses I work for, I know what a massive impact these type of sessions can have on setting your team up for success, which ultimately, of course, sets your business up for success. 
So today I want to share with you why these planning sessions are so important to your team, which is what we've been unpacking inside People Powered HR. I want to talk to you about timing. How often should you run them? When should you run them? How how long they should go for? Those kind of nuts and bolts. And I'm going to give you five tips to running a great team planning day. How does that sound? Are you ready to dive in? Awesome. Let's talk about why planning days or planning sessions, it doesn't have to be a full day. So when I use those terms, I use them interchangeably and we're going to talk about timing in a moment. But why do they actually matter? Because I know plenty of managers and leaders who resist these types of sessions like it feels like they're sticking a needle in their eye, maybe because it's not something they love doing, maybe because they're busy, (laughs) we're all busy, maybe because they don't see the value. But These planning sessions or planning days are so, so important. And here's some reasons. The first thing is our people want purpose. It is undeniable that our employees want to feel part of something bigger. And this is becoming more and more important to employees in the current workplace environment that we're in, but also as younger generations are coming through the workforce and and coming into their first leadership roles even purpose, tying to values, alignment of values, these things are more and more important to our team members than they ever have been before. In fact, employees now will make decisions on which roles to take on based on a sense of purpose, a sense of value, a sense of contribution. And they will definitely make decisions on which businesses to stay with based on these things as well. If your employees cannot see the bigger purpose, they're going to be disengaged. We're going to talk about engagement in a moment. So our people want a sense of purpose. They genuinely want to feel like they are part of something bigger than themselves. And these planning days are your opportunity to reiterate if you've already communicated it or to bed in or to articulate what the bigger purpose is. Now, I've spoken about this on the podcast before. This doesn't mean that you have to be a charity or that you have to be contributing to global peace. It doesn't have to be that big and epic. If it is, awesome, obviously, but it doesn't have to be. What's your purpose? In fact, I can share with you one of our clients, uh, one of our members of People Powered HR, they are an electrical business. They are electricians and they install solar. But their purpose is to contribute to the renewable energy phase that we're we're entering into and to contribute and see the foundations of an all-electric future. That's a much bigger purpose than we're electricians, right? Every business has a bigger purpose. One of the other clients that I'm working with currently, they do PR and marketing, but they do PR and marketing within a particular niche. And their purpose is around education, around healthcare, medical, ensuring that consumers have the information to make informed decisions and to better the health of the clients that they're servicing. So what we do doesn't necessarily mean our purpose, and I guarantee you could all tap into a bigger purpose. Are you looking to contribute to the day-to-day enjoyment of people living with disabilities? It can be anything, but people want a sense of purpose. So you want to tap into that. One of the other reasons that planning days are so important is our people want clarity. Brene Brown says, clear is kind. Unclear is unkind. 
think sometimes we have this misconception that being clear is being bossy or being sort of stringent and strict and, you know, not flexible. It's not the case at all. People want a sense of clarity. Clarity actually relieves stress, relieves tension, relieves uncertainty, obviously. And all of that contributes to a better psychological safety culture at work. So our people want clarity. They want to know what's expected of them. And these sessions deliver exactly that. If we don't tell our people where we're going, what our plans are, what we're trying to achieve, how will they know? I think we have an assumption that our people can read our minds sometimes or that because it's so obvious to us that it must be obvious to them, but it's not. They're not in our heads because it's clear to us. If we haven't articulated, it is not clear to them. Team planning sessions or team planning days are absolute gold mines for improving employee engagement. If you're a long-term listener to the podcast, you will know that I talk about employee engagement ad nauseum because it is like a superpower we can tap into. An engaged team is proven to push productivity up by some stats say around 17%. And that has a flow-on effect to profitability, which can hit into the 20% mark. Now, doing things like this to improve engagement give you better productivity. They give you better profitability. They make your workplace a nicer place to be at. If you've ever had a team of disengaged people, you'll know it's not fun. Not that work should all necessarily be about fun, but you want to be around happy people. It just makes for a nicer workplace. So, These days are essential to improving engagement. And one of the other hidden benefits of these days and why they're so important is during these sessions, if they're run correctly, we learn about our people in the process. We find out what's important to them, what their ideas are, how they think. All of this provides intel for us to better support them in their career and from our perspective, to better leverage their interests, their skills and their passions within our businesses. Maybe they're in a role that actually they're not at all passionate about, but we've got something else that they can do and they're going to flourish. Maybe we hadn't picked up that they really want to learn a new skill that actually we really need in our business and we can fix that gap. But we do genuinely always learn so much about our people in the process. In fact, and I've shared this on the podcast before, one of my favourite things to do each day is check my Facebook memories. At the moment, it's reminiscing on the kids being little and not teenagers. But often things come up about my original consulting practice. And just the other, I think it might have been last week, I used to run one of these sessions every January with my team. And the comment of the day, I posted on Facebook, comment of the day from our team planning session was one of my team saying, it's all right, I've got a way better personality than you anyway, Christy. <laughs> So it's an opportunity for our team to let their hair down and to tell us what they really think, which can be quite hilarious at times as well, which I don't mind. So there's a whole range of reasons that these days are valuable. And hopefully those ideas I've just given you have given you some insight as to why it would be so important to running your team. Now, one of the most common questions I get asked is, when should I run one? How often should I run them? How long do they need to be? And I get a million questions around that. And The reality is, if you haven't run one before, just run one (laughs) as a starting point. I think you should run these no less than once a year. So when I had my consultancy practice, I did one huge session at the beginning of the year, 
And then I was a big fan of doing um, either mid-year or quarterly check-ins, which were much shorter sessions, but just refocusing us on the goals ahead um, and just recalibrating if there'd been change or, or anything like that. So that would be the the very minimum would be once a year, but I'm a big fan of if, if you're only going to do once a year to do some regular check-ins. You might choose to do two a year, one at the beginning, one midway through the year, or I'm a big fan of the quarterly cycle at the moment because things are changing and moving so quickly that sometimes just chunking it down to quarterly can can be really good as well. But when thinking about the timing and when to run your team planning sessions, think about the cycles that exist within your business because for you it may not make sense to run it at the beginning of the year because you're in the middle of your busiest period or something like that. Some of you will just run calendar year and go, right, we're going to do one in January and one in June or July. For others, you might run more in a financial year kind of cycle. So June or July might be the most sensible time to kick off these sessions. Your business might be seasonal. So, you know, if you're working in the fashion space, for example, you're going to be running in a seasonal um, sort of focus. So you might have one big planning session at one point through the year, and then each season you're going to be touching base again and refreshing because the focus for that season might be different. So think about the natural cycles of your work and build these sessions into that. So work with your cycle rather than against it. In terms of how long they should go for, it is really up to you. You can do a very powerful session that is only a couple of hours long, or you may want to do a full day. And depending on the length will depend on the makeup. And we're going to chat about that in my five tips. But if you're doing nothing, then a couple of hours is a great start. You know, don't feel like you need to go from nothing to a full day session because that will feel too heavy to organize. It'll feel too big. It'll feel too disruptive and you won't do it. And my challenge for you is if you've never done one of these sessions, do one in the next 30 days. Whenever you're listening to this episode, no matter what time of year it is, if you have never done a team planning session with your team, do one in the next 30 days, even if it's only two hours long. I guarantee you, you will get benefit from just taking action and doing that and your team will thank you for it. So I want to share with you five tips to running a successful team planning day. Now, I could give you a thousand tips if I'm honest, but I wanted to distill it down to five that are unanimous no matter what time of year you're doing it, no matter how long the day is going to go for, um, and then you're going to give you maximum bang for your buck. Now, you're all going to run these sessions differently, and I've seen lots of different versions of how to run these sessions. I have run lots of different versions of these sessions. So there's no one way to do this, but these are some great principles to, um, to think about when you're planning them. My first tip is to align the day, the session with the personality of your business culture. What I mean by that is if you've got a really fun, funky, edgy team, do not, do not sit them down in front of boring PowerPoint slides for hours on end and just have them listen to you talk. That will have the opposite effect that you want it to. Uh, At the end of 2022, I ran one of these sessions. I facilitated a session for a business and the managing director came to me and said, I've seen an outline for what someone else wants to do. I don't want to do that. My team are young. My team needs some fun. My team would be bored senseless with this structure. Can we come up with a different one? And we did. 
And it was great. The team really engaged with it because we made it to suit the team and the culture. I used to do that with my team as well. So, you know, we had a a business model that often was very high stress. We were dealing with HR, we were dealing with recruitment, we were dealing with business advisory. There was a lot of serious stuff going on. So when we would get together for these sessions, we did not want to take it too seriously. And our entire mission was to bring a fresh approach to these rather boring things. So we did the same with our team planning days. There's one day that I constantly see the photo of that always makes me laugh where we had a tropical theme because we had a big goal and a big target and there was incentives on the line. And we were all in tropical gear. We had tropical decorations. Um, and we, we themed the whole day around that. So you can really play with it. But conversely, if you've got a team of data analysts or I don't know, people that are very data-driven and analytical, don't do a tropical thing. <laughs> they're going to want the data. In fact, they're going to need the data um, in order to really uh, engage with this process because they're data-driven people. So make it suit the culture and the personality of your team. The other thing to consider around this is that you're going to have different personalities within your team, right? Just think about, you know, at the core level, you're going to have extroverts and introverts, and they're going to both participate very differently in these kind of sessions. Your role as the facilitator here is to create an environment where everyone will participate and everyone will shine. I'm going to talk about ways to do that in a moment. Tip number two, make it more than just about business targets. Now, just talking about vision, talking about targets, talking about goals, all important to do in these sessions. We want to get everyone focused and on the right pathway, but build other things in around it. Now, one of the things I love to do in these sessions is some sort of icebreaker team building activity, something that's going to just mix up the energy levels. In the session I ran last year that I was just telling you about, one of the activities we did was we got all the team to do a disc profile and it fitted in with what the team wanted. Part of what they had told me in the planning was they wanted to know more about each other and different styles and those kind of things. So it, it led right into that. But I got all the team to do a disc assessment and I presented some results to them in having them move around the room, having certain personality types stand together. And it was it was firstly it got the energy shifting. We got people moving around the room. We got people laughing about the fact certain people were standing together obviously they're the same kind of personality. And we then mapped out where the team all fit in a sort of graph, graphical sense. And then we shared the results with them afterwards and, and have built in some language around that assessment that they can share with each other. So that's one thing you can do. I love using psychometrics in these environments if it's not been done before, because we learn about ourselves and we learn about our teammates. But it can be as simple as some icebreaker activities or taking a break in the middle to do something fun. Definitely, you can build in a team building activity here, like, you know, going lawn bowls or something like that. Even having a dinner afterwards, that really helps everyone relax. It builds in that engagement factor and it really beds in that today was about them as a team. So bed in something else with it. Don't make it just bland. Even if it just means ordering lunch in or going somewhere for lunch in the middle of the day, definitely build that in. Tip number three is be clear on your vision, articulate it and anchor everything to it. The core purpose of these sessions is to plan ahead, right? 
And everything we should be doing in planning should be anchored to our vision. Now, this could be a quarterly vision, an annual vision. It could be a much bigger, broader vision, and we're targeting or anchoring some quarterly or six-monthly objectives towards meeting that vision. But if you don't anchor everything that you're doing in these planning sessions to that vision or to that big objective that you're working towards, then all the planning you're doing is not going to get you to where you want to go. You're not going to get to where you want to be if you don't make it about that vision and anchoring everything to that. Tip number four is to mix up the format. Now, as I shared earlier, there is nothing worse than having everyone sit down in one place watching you talk and present some PowerPoint slides for hours on end. That is not going to increase your engagement to the level you want it to. So you want to mix it up. Sure, you'll be doing some some talking and some presenting. You might want to break your people up into small groups to workshop an idea. You might want to spend some time doing some individual reflection about how they can contribute with their role in the next year. You might want to have someone else running one of the sections on the day. Change up the location, do some sessions at the office, do some sessions outside, mix up where where you are in a physical sense, and even consider having an external facilitator come in and run this kind of session for you if you're really just not up to the task or, or just find it too daunting. As I said, I facilitate these for businesses all the time. You can definitely do that. And tip number five is have clear plans of actions and a follow up plan. I can tell you from personal experience, nothing ruins the impact these days can have than your employees thinking this is all hot air and nothing ever gets actioned afterwards. All the ideas they come up with just disappear into the ether or it was all talk and there's no action. You have to have clear pens of action. So that might mean, you know, at the end of the session, delegating out some of those things and saying, right, you're going to be the champion of that. You're going to run that project. You're going to keep us accountable here. It can look like all different things, but you have to have a follow-up plan. And if you don't put it in place, you're really going to undermine the impact these days can have. And that is something that so often happens. We have the day and we think, woohoo, we've had the day. We've, we've done the thing. It's been great. The team's really excited. And then crickets afterwards, right? you got to do it again next year and you think, oh, why, why is no one interested? Because you didn't follow through on what you said you were going to do last year. So you have to have a follow-up plan. So my five tips are align it with the personality of your culture, make it more than just about business targets, be clear on your vision, articulate it, and most importantly, anchor everything to it. Mix up the format and have a follow-up plan that you action. You can do all those things, right? None of those are hard but they will help make whatever kind of planning session you run so much more powerful. So let's just recap what we've gone through today. We've chatted about team planning sessions and why they are so important for your team and ultimately then for your business success. I'm hoping you can tap into some of those reasons, whether it's about providing the the link to the purpose or giving the team clarity or about learning more about your team, right? There's a whole range of reasons. In terms of timing, work with your business cycle, not against it when you're scheduling and structuring these and implement my five top tips that I've just shared with you. That is your action item. Now, as I said, I've got a challenge. If you have never run one of these sessions or if it's been a long time between team planning sessions in the next 30 days, take action and 
let us know how you go. How do you do that? Come and join us in our free Facebook group, HR Support for Australian Businesses. I will put a link in today's show notes for that group. So if you've got questions about running team planning days or you run one and you want to share your win, join us in the group and let us know. I would absolutely love to hear from you. So that's HR Support for Australian Businesses in Facebook groups. All right, that is a wrap for me for episode number 150. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been great to have you here. And I can't wait to chat to you again next week on the People Powered Business Podcast. Take care. 